Our wave acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to the Talking Country Health Podcast, a series bringing together people from all different health backgrounds to provide their experiences, stories and insights about working in rural healthcare. Proudly brought to you by Rural Workforce Agency Victoria. I'm your host, Andrew Ma, and this episode we're chatting with Dr. Monica Jones, PhD. Dr. Monica is the Manager of Health Workforce Planning and Reporting at R-Wave. She's responsible for strategic workforce planning, the data strategy, and reporting for all of R-Wave's programs and services. Dr. Jones has over 11 years' experience in medical and health data management, statistics, and research, and is passionate about improving excellence and equity in healthcare, one statistic at a time. She enjoys continual professional development, volunteering, and the occasional hackathon. Sounds awesome. Today, we'll be hearing from Dr. Monica about the annual R-Wave Workforce GP survey. Welcome, Dr. Monica. Thank you for having me, Andy. Great to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here with us. Where do we find you today? Today, I'm in Melbourne. Of course, uh, we're in lockdown at the moment and working mm-hmm. from home. But we are all ready to go with this workforce census survey. Fantastic. So, well, let's start there. What exactly is the Victorian Rural Health Workforce or RHW census? The Rural Health Workforce census aims to measure the skills, workforce sustainability and access to health professionals in rural, remote and Aboriginal communities in Victoria. So, it actually aims to understand the health workforce on a much uh, wider and holistic view. For example, we look at uh, areas of access, quality and sustainability. So, what we want to do is we want to understand the maldistribution in the health workforce. We want to identify the skills required of the existing health workforce to assist meeting the health needs of their communities. And we would like to continue to ensure the sustainability or the ongoing supply of health workforce to regional and rural Victoria. Terrific. And so, who is the target audience for this census? So this year, we're very proud to announce that we have expanded the target audience. Before this, a census used to be a survey, and it was just for GPs and GP practices. Mm -hmm. But this time around, we're aiming this in a much wider capacity, expanded the scope to include nurses, allied health professionals, non-GP specialists, and even community members. We want to hear from everyone to what they have to say about what we can do about the work health force needs in rural Victoria. So it's got a broader scope than the surveys that we've uh, worked with in the past. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. So in the past, we actually had two different surveys that we used to run. We had one that was called the Regional Victoria Health Workforce Survey that went to GP practices. And we also had one that went to GPs themselves called the Regional Victoria GP Workforce Survey. And this has provided us at our wave really deep and excellent insights about what is happening on the ground level at the workforce. Mm. However, this time around, we've not called it a survey because we would like everybody's opinion and hence it's changed to be included as a census. For example, 
it's also changed from just GPs to also include people who are non-GPs as well, such as I've mentioned nurses, allied health professionals and non-GP specialists. But of course, we also do want to hear from our GPs as well. Wonderful. So in terms of the uh, the sort of questions that you will be asking, I'm guessing that will have broadened as well compared to what you've done in the past? Yeah, look, it's broadened a little bit, but it's also more focused in another way. So we're asking questions about uh, people's intentions to keep working in the rural workforce and what are some of the issues that people are seeing on the ground level. So what we can do at our wave is we can provide some solutions in our various programs and activities to be able to meet those needs at the rural level. Okay, so pretty beneficial for our wave. And who else would this benefit, this census? Well, this survey is not just important for our wave, but it's important for the entire Victorian health workforce. Basically, there is no other organisation that has a holistic view of data and information like we collect in this census. For Mm -hmm. example... There's different organisations that know a little bit about here, a little bit over there, but they don't actually have a full view of what's happening on the ground. And they don't have that in the most up-to-date form like our wave do. So to ensure that our wave support the areas with most health needs in the next 12 months, we request for the participation of all the health workforce and the community members to get involved and actually be part of the census and spend a few minutes to be able to fill out the information so we can make the best informed decisions. And uh, you've mentioned a few minutes. How long would you expect it to take each person to uh, fill out the census? Well, community members will have a shortened version of the census. They'll talk about what are some of the things that they require and some of the things that is actually great about being and working in their communities. So when we actually go to recruit certain health professionals in workforce areas, we'll be able to also say, well, have a look at this place over here. People in the community are saying, we need a such and such health professional. And one of the great things about going to this particular location is that we can offer X, Y, and Z. So we really want the community to be involved in the decision-making, so that's one side of it. Mm -hmm. And the other side for the health professionals, they need to be able to tell us a little bit more about their skills and perhaps some of the needs that they've identified for themselves to better serve the communities that they work in. So that might mean they say that we need more training in this or more training in that, and we'll be able to actually get more courses and more services to support the workforce to get those skills and upskilling happening so they can do what they do best. Great. So you've just given us some good examples of how the data has been used in the past. Are there new ways that you would be hoping to use this data to further benefit everybody in the future? So one of the things that I think is important is that each year we do undertake this health workforce needs assessment, which is a requirement from the government, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a, a Commonwealth-led report that says these are the health workforce needs that we've identified in rural, remote and Aboriginal Victoria. And what we do is we ensure that we say, 
these are the kinds of things that have been identified by the people that are on the ground, that have been working in these areas, and that's what they're looking for. And so what we're able to do is we're able to fund certain programs, such as grants, outreach services, and workforce placements to be able to meet those needs. And we've got lots of different funding agreements to be able to deliver those products and services. So it will really benefit the communities to put as much information as they could in the census. And look, it shouldn't really take more than about 10 minutes to do. It's an online type of census. There's going to be very clear questions and people can tell us exactly what they need in their communities and also give us the opportunity to know about what are the, some of the solutions they have to be able to do their job better in those communities. And will this data be available for the benefit of the broader general public or is this better used within the confines of our wave and the experts in your offices? Essentially, the data is used within our wave internally to make a lot of different business decisions and decisions about our programs. We do have some data snapshots from the past when we've collected the data that is available to the public mm-hmm. to access and be able to make um, their informed decisions as well. And what we'll be looking to do is trying to give as much information to the public so they're aware about what is happening in this space. Now, in terms of the data itself, we need to keep, obviously, privacy laws and make sure that nobody can be identified. So if the data does uh, get distributed publicly, it would be under very strict conditions uh, such that no person can be identified and that we have uttermost confidentiality and aggregation as much as possible. So we'll be able to know what is needed in a particular area, not that Dr. So-and-so said that this is needed in the area. Yeah, very important balance there, I'm sure. Uh, So when does the census become live for people to uh, participate in and when do they need to complete it by? So we actually have some pre-census activities happening right at this moment. So we have a social media campaign where we're trying to get a lot of nurses, allied health professionals and non-GP specialists to actually register and fill out a very short form that will help us to target them at the time of the census, which is happening in October in 2021. So from the 1st of October, we plan to send this out to a whole bunch of people that we have within our systems and anyone who has registered to participate. And we'll be able to deploy the census then and it will be during the whole of October. It will be done via an online platform, Mm -hmm. a very secure online platform that we have within our systems to keep data secure and then we'll be able to analyse that later in the year. Sounds fantastic. Is there anything else that you'd like to note about the census, Dr Monica? Yes, the census has gone quite a new restructure. The team that has been looking after this has changed. I've come on board with a lot of experience from the GP space and the surgeon space. And 
I know that people don't have a lot of time to actually do surveys. So we want to make this as short as possible, straight to the point. Let's find out what are those issues? What are those solutions? How can our wave help you? And we'll be able to better fund the best solutions to help that equity in the rural, remote and Aboriginal workforce. Brilliant. Well, best of luck with the census. And uh, yes, I join you in urging everybody to jump onto the census and do your bit to uh, maximise the benefit that our wave can be to all of Victoria. Dr. Monica Jones, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. My pleasure, Andy. Thank you so much as well. No worries. Over the past 12 months, our wave has invested several million dollars delivering activities to address health equity in rural, remote and Aboriginal communities. The investment has been applied through recruitment services, outreach programs, GP locum services, grants and related activities. Priority areas for these activities mostly rely on the annual RHW census findings. So please watch your inbox and our website for further information. That's all for today. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. The Talking Country Health Podcast is brought to you by the Rural Workforce Agency Victoria, connecting health professionals and communities in rural and regional Victoria. Visit www.rwav.com.au to learn more about our services and to explore a career in country Victoria.